anything that costs me less than $15 an hour to hire out, I'm gonna start hiring that out. My 11 year old drugged me to the Taylor Swift concert. I was like seven months pregnant at Taylor Swift. My sister has a nanny who is, we call her like magic. She cleans the whole house. She does all the laundry. She makes all the meals. When they get home, all the meals are made for them. So they exist, but they're hard to find. And it's so bougie and extra to have a driver, but- You get so much done. Busy I am, I get so much more done. I like purposely posted a very unsexy photo of myself after having a baby because I had gotten a comment like, oh, it must be nice to be so skinny like right after you're pregnant. Let me show you what I actually look like because Hi, I'm Heather. And I'm Shannon. And we are two women here sharing inspiring stories about fearless females to help encourage you to live your life unapologetically. Welcome to the Unapologetically Me podcast. On today's episode, we are getting to talk to Vina Jetty, who is an amazing multifamily real estate investor who has bought over a billion dollars in real estate, y'all. This woman is the queen of raising money. She also is the mom of two four-year-old girls who are twins, as well as this lady, y'all, has perfect hair, makeup, <laughs> and outfit every time I see her. Welcome to the Unapologetically Me podcast, Thank Vina. you. You're being a little too kind, I think, <laughs> but I appreciate it. It's true. Every time I see your story I'm like I need like Vina is my goal for like hair makeup and outfit well you know Leah is the best she does all my makeup for my events and like but what people don't see great. is that you have to get up at 6 30 a.m that's and, the like, thing already have your hair washed and like sit there that's the thing you know I think you actually stole her from me this morning <laughs> stole her from me because I messed up my dates and I was like oh today's Thursday right maybe it's like Thursday. Let's assume it's Thursday. <laughs> I had told her I need like Friday, Saturday, but I really needed like Thursday, Friday. And so I was texting her yesterday and she's like, oh, I'm already booked. I could do you at 5 a.m. <laughs> like, can I like, stay asleep while you do it? She said that to me. She's like, you could just lay there like this and I'll do your makeup. And I totally have full confidence, but I'm such an extrovert. There cannot be another human in the room where I'm not talking to them. I was gonna ask, so for people listening, she has a glam team and they're talking about their makeup artist right now. <laughs> yes, those who are yeah. wondering. Oh, and this is not normal life too. So if there are like moms or people out there listening, like I didn't have a glam team until very recently. So like not normal life, we can just Right, preface. we're literally filming seven episodes yes. today. And I was like, yeah. I cannot be lazy and not do my hair and makeup. Right. So if I hire someone, it will be done. Right. Instead of me showing up and being like, sorry, exactly. Shannon. And you do a ton of events and and things where you're on camera all the time. So that makes sense for you. Yeah. I realized I needed to like level up when I would see like all of my beautiful girlfriends always looking amazing and perfect. And I was like, oh, you know, like lip gloss and mascara is not going to cut it anymore for camera. Mm. And I'd also look back at it and be like, oh, why do I look so tired? But, you know, we're our own worst critics. Totally. And I'm no exception to that. And so, so I had my aha moment with that because my 11 year old drug me to the Taylor Swift uh, concert. I was so like good. seven months pregnant at Taylor Swift with oh all these my screaming drunk teenagers. And I drunk thought they were teenagers. drunk as teenagers. Okay. Not teenagers. <laughs> no, like, like the drunk teenagers <laughs> of the Taylor Swift. No, these girls are like early 20s. Okay. Yeah. Like, like they're teenagers to me. Right. Yeah. But they're, they're like children. Yeah, they're children to me, but they're like early 20 year olds, right? And so, <laughs> amazing. and so as I'm watching Taylor Swift from my pregnant body, the only person in this stadium of 100,000 people who's seated, and I'm like, people want to be this woman. They're dressed with everything she has on. Yeah. They have a makeup on the way she does it. Like they literally are themed out like to the T. Even going to the movie theater, 
for her oh, stuff yeah. they were. So I'm like, I need to put, if I'm going to like actually do this and put my A game on everything we do, I should care a little bit more about my hair and makeup. And but it looked good when you went to Taylor Swift. You and your daughter dressed up. You guys posted on social that. media. Well, that was for her. That was amazing. I love the it. The things we do for our kids. Oh, that was, that was for, for her. I love that. I, I actually really love Taylor Swift. I do too. I, I just watched like two of her documentaries on Netflix. She's such a boss. Like... This, she is probably one of the smartest business women that I've ever seen. I like, she's goals. I'm obsessed with her. I went to her concert too. It was so good. Did you take your girls? I didn't. They're, no, they're too little. little. They're little. Yeah. They're four. Yeah, they're four. And they're twins. And they're twins. There's and what is, what is that like having twins? Cause I think of that and I'm like, I feel like it's so much harder, but you were like, okay, really. I think though when you're really young, you think of twins as like, Oh my gosh, I want my babies to be twins. Like twins are like this ide- idolized thing. Yeah. Mm. And after you, you don't really know any different. No, after, I don't. But after you I have four kids. So after you have your first kid, you see how big you get, you know, like waking oh, up so and all the feedings. You're like, oh my God, I like have all this empathy in the world for twin moms. Like, please don't wish this on me. Like, I don't think I could do that. It's a lot. I Okay, so I have a lot of help. Like, you know, when they say it takes a village, like... I have a big, very strong village that I need to mm. keep my world running. But I think it's a little bit easier than you with, you have a two and a five year old. The reason I think it might be a little bit easier is because it's like, they're both in the same phase at the same time, mm. right? Like at two, you're starting to think about like potty training and like coming out of diapers in the next year, but you already did that once and then have to go right back into diapers. For me, it's like, okay, they're both doing like you pass the phase the you pass phases the phase. at the same yeah. time. I think what's going to be hard though is as they get older, like when they both leave for college at the same time, I'm going to go from like two babies to no babies. You yeah. need a cat. I'm deathly allergic to cats. Are you trying to kill me, Heather? <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> our last guest was stealing cats from her neighbors. So. Yeah. Oh, okay. I probably won't steal cats, but I maybe need like a goldfish. A goldfish. <laughs> a goldfish is not going to love you back. I know. It won't, will it? No. no. Okay, so you say you have a village. What does that mean? Do you have, I know you have glam, like hair and makeup. Yeah. And then do you have like a nanny? Do you have mm-hmm. an assistant? Like how do you does run family your live business? close by? Yeah, I have all the people. Okay, I actually have like the I best setup know. ever. Yeah, tell me please, because okay. I want to copy you. So uh, You should, because it's seriously, <laughs> it's life changing. Okay, so in 2015, I bought the house down the street from me. And I announced to my parents that they were moving to Chicago, or from Chicago <laughs> to Dallas. Wait, wait, I love you this. okay? So you have a house, and then a house down the street I opens up, and you bought it for your parents, yes, so that they could help. Yeah, I, well, love I didn't it. even have kids at this time. Oh, what? Just to be clear, <laughs> you're so I, smart. But I have a younger sister, and I knew that she was gonna maybe start having kids soon. So I was like, I gotta lock them in before she gets them. So right, smart. and like moves them to Atlanta. So I was like, okay mom dad what are you doing mom's like oh um we're packing to go on our cruise i'm like incredible when you're done packing for that just keep packing she's like what do you mean i'm like you know you have to pack up the rest of the house she's like why i was like because you're moving they're like what i'm like you're moving to dallas and my mom was like what do you mean we're moving to dallas i was like oh i bought you a house and they were like what and so but they did it and then, okay, so I have my parents down the street. It's like a 10-minute walk to their house. That's amazing. Wait, yeah, so I want to hear a little bit more about their reaction. Did they Were they mad? Were they excited? Like, I feel like shocked? they knew who they yeah. raised. Okay. <laughs> right? Like, you you did this, really. Like you saying. raised me. Like, you know who you raised. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm talking I'm like, look, even with my kids, I'm like, 
listen, you got to take them on this date. And they're like, oh, but we have this thing. I'm like, if you didn't want the responsibility of grandchildren, you shouldn't have asked us to have them. So here they are. <laughs> right? Right? Like I put it back on them. Really okay. well. um, then across the street from them, like literally across the street, that house came up for sale last year. So I bought it and I moved my in-laws. Shut up. From Pittsburgh. <laughs> yes. So I have two sets of grandparents fully active and involved a 10 minute walk from me and they get along with each other, which is really nice. That's wonderful. Sometimes too nice though, because they went on a two week cruise together and my husband and I are like, we need to approve vacations from now on. We cannot have all four grandparents gone gone at the same time. This is not going to (laughs) work for us. Um, And then we have a full time nanny who is really great. She's been with us for over two years now. Mm. And then we have an au pair who lives with us. And that's really nice because I travel a lot for work. And then my husband is a physician, so he's on call. So, like, overnight we have someone there. What kind of doctor is he? Uh, Anesthesia. He's an anesthesiologist. So, yeah, he's got, like, a good lifestyle. But every now and then he has to be on call. Um, Then we have a driver. Ooh, tell me more. That really changed my life, and I wish I had done it sooner. And it's so bougie and extra to have a driver. But... You get so much done. Busy I am. I get so much more done. And then also I'm traveling. My husband's at work. I don't let anyone drive my kids like other than grandparents and my husband and I. Um, So the driver helps like make sure my kids get to preschool and that they can go do their like activities. They go to like Kumon and Kids Strong and all these different activities. So they get a chance to go do all those things. They're not stranded or bound because there's no one to drive them. Um, and then, you know, like my airport runs or my meetings and stuff, I can be working in the car, which is a game changer for me. So it's nice not having to like interrupt my everyday life just to like drive the kids or myself somewhere. Um, and then I have an admin who really does a lot for me. Oh, and I just hired a wife. I don't know how to explain it, Wait, but what? she's like a wife to me. I keep telling you. I'm like, uh, mom, I need a housewife. No, I need oh, a housewife. Oh, so a she wife. Is, she's like a housewife. Like what? They're not actually your I wife, but like really all of the things me. that if she's married to someone else. If we were okay. men and we had a housewife, this uh, is what would be being done. She like comes in for a couple hours every day and like resets my house. So she like makes all the beds and picks up all the like laundry and puts the things away and wipes down counters and just cleans up the house as needed. And then she'll like organize and like purge and. I have, like, mail that needs to be mailed. She'll go do that, and she'll do returns, or she'll, like, exchange things for me, like, all the things. So what is the title of this? Is this, like, a mommy's helper? Like, what do they call Like, when you're looking for this. It's like a, I mean, like, a wife is the best way I can describe. But if someone is listening and they're like. Do not put that out. Um, So (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what you would call it. How did you find her? So do you guys know Jessie Lee? She was a good friend of mine. She just passed away yes. like two oh, months yes. ago. Okay, sorry. Incredible powerhouse woman. It has definitely left a legacy and impact behind. But um, I was with her at her mastermind. I spoke at her mastermind maybe like six months ago. And she was telling me about how she has like a person. And I'm like, what does your person mean? She's like, oh, we just, um, you know, she does all the things that don't really fall into one of these roles. And I was like, can I have your person she's like no and I was like okay I wouldn't <laughs> give you mine either if I had that so then she asked her admin asked her person if she knew anyone else that wanted to do this and then I ended up interviewing her she was amazing and now she's like my person and it's so good 
I need a person and you need you are do you have a person? I have a male version of this because oh, I didn't amazing. need a housewife. I needed like a house husband. Yeah, yeah. you need like the <laughs> one who who could like hang up stuff on the wall yeah. and like yeah, that's get on the have. ladder to like this. We and, have like, that, yeah. I needed those those more. So does he come every day? He or? does. He works at my house I nine to five. That. However, when I was preparing for the last event we did, there were like four hundred women there, and um, I needed the swag bags packed oh, and so pink and pink bows tied on top and Love he's like it. heather i don't know how to tie a bow Aww. i hate to tell you that but i still use like rabbit ears to tie my shoes and i'm like okay here's a youtube video Here's my 11 year old. Between the two of you, you can figure out how to tie bows. I love that. <laughs> so when you give him those more housewife uh, tasks. Tra yeah, traditionally housewife yeah, tasks. Yeah, he's like, you're gonna have to show me how to do that one because yeah. I'm not quite sure. But I love that he's willing to learn. I know. That's great. Agreed. That's so cool. So for people listening that sometimes look at people like us or people like mm -hmm. you, this really successful, beautiful woman, mm -hmm. um, sometimes they feel a little bit jealous or they're like, oh, must be nice. but. I think when I see women like you, I'm yeah. so inspired. Yeah. I'm like, if she can do it, I can do it. Absolutely. What do you think got you, like what are some of the things that you think got you to where you are today? So I think first and foremost, as a society, like women get a lot of unfair expectations placed on us, right? Like we have to go out and make money and we have to raise the children and we have to look perfect while we're doing it. And our house has to be ready for a better homes and gardens shoot at any given moment, right? And like, it has to be perfectly decorated and everything has to be picture perfect. And it's just not reality. Right. Without all of these people, my life would just be a little bit, a lot more chaotic than it is. And I think it starts with giving ourselves permission to offload activities that we don't enjoy or that we don't have time for or we're not good at. So whether it is permission to say like, hey, my kids are gonna eat pizza and hot dogs for this week, like they're not gonna die, it's gonna be okay, right? Or it's, okay, I cannot have my house decorated the way a magazine would be, that's okay. Or even for me, it started with permission to hire out activities I don't enjoy. Like I haven't done a dish in like seven years and I really, pride myself on that. I don't like doing dishes. I hate it. I don't want to do it. I'm not going to do it. So a lot of the girls in our mastermind, they, they aren't in the, the like, we're still in our W2 job and we can't afford any help yet. A lot of them are going, who's that first person I need to hire? What's going to be the biggest impact for me to, even if it's like three days a week, someone come and does, comes and does X, Y, Z. What would be your suggestion of that first person you need on your personal team? Okay. So I look at it actually as like very individualistic, right? Cause you might love doing dishes and you might love doing laundry and I hate doing both of those. So those are gonna be the first things I hire out, right? So it's like, you have to think about what are the things you hate doing the most? And I actually look at it as like just a simple calculation. So the way I think about it is at that time, I think I was like anything that costs me less than $15 an hour to hire out, I'm gonna start hiring that out. And that's where I started putting money toward the things that I was buying back my time for $15 an hour, $20 an hour, right? And as you get more successful and you make more money, then of course that number can move up, right? Like, so now if I have to hire someone that costs me like 50 bucks an hour, it's fine, I can do that. But I certainly didn't start there. And that's why I hesitate when people ask me about my lifestyle and my setup because it's not unattainable, it's absolutely possible, but it's not where I started. And I think it's disingenuous for me to act like, oh, I've always had all of this, because I haven't. I've had to work for it, and I've had to make very intentional decisions to get here. So for me, the first hire that I made was housekeeping. And it started out, I think I started with like once a month housekeeping. 
And I was like, oh, this is great. And then I moved it up to like once every other week and then to once a week. Now we have twice a week. And really, I would love to have every day have a housekeeper come. But now with, you know, my person, my wife, I don't know what to call her. So, we need to come up with the title for this. I do really. Like maybe she's like a house manager. Okay. Kind I, of, but not really because she doesn't like schedule and manage all the other schedules of everybody. I want to come up with a title because I think that okay. there needs to be like a full <laughs> oh. business of like where yes. we, we can hire all these people. As opposed to 100%. a nanny agency, like a housewife yeah, agency. Yeah, because like yeah. you said, there it's like you have a nanny and some of them are like, I cook, clean and watch the kids. But yeah. like there's a lot of other things that need to get, you know. Yeah, it's the other things that like really need to happen. Like I can't tell you how happy it makes me to have my bed made every single day. Like, and it's I hard to find it. a nanny that also is going to cook and clean. I know because I've yeah. had this problem. Well, in reality, if you sit with many kids for very long, it's tough to pull off both. Like, <sighs> they they exist. My sister has a nanny who is literally, we call her like magic, Mary a magical unicorn because yeah. she literally makes food. So she's not a chef, but she was hired as a nanny. She cleans the whole house. She does all the laundry. She makes all the meals. Wow. When they get home, all the meals are made for them. Wow. And so they exist, but they're hard to find. Yeah. That's how my nanny is too. Yeah. She keeps everything pristine. She does the laundry. I have kids. That's not happening. It takes you their need more than one. You need two of those. <laughs> Heather, there are all levels. the kids. You're at a different level. And they're homeschooled. So like there is no time for the nanny oh, yeah, to think about that. Homeschool. That's like, yeah. Speaking of new things, you just hosted your first event here in Scottsdale. How did did that go? It went so well. It went so much better than I thought it was going to go. You want to talk about like imposter syndrome. Like I was like, no one's going to show up. No one's going to want to be here. This is it. They're going to come here and they're going to be like, why did I pay for this? I was so scared. And then just the energy in the room. I, I'm, I'm sitting here like, oh, I'm glad you guys think you got a lot of a lot out of it because I got way more out of it. Like, my cup is so full. So for people that are new to Vina, yeah. what was that event about? What were you doing? Yeah, so I launched a new community. It's called Multiply. And it's basically to teach people how to raise capital or invest in real estate, um, specifically multifamily. And so it was like a bunch of entrepreneurs that were either already investing and maybe had like, 10 million, 100 million, 500 million, or zero. And what I was actually most proud of from that weekend is, so one of like my goals in what I do is to empower more women and minorities to step into their full potential. And I think this is the first real estate event that I've been to that's not a women's event where there were more women in the room than men. That's awesome. And that's crazy. I've never had that happen in my whole career. chills. Yeah, yeah that's my amazing. whole career. That's never happened. So let's talk about some of the stuff that most people don't realize when you're planning events, mm-hmm. because oh. some of the stuff like the food bill is like, what the heck? I was I, shocked. Like, I think for we're crazy. hosting events at the same place. Yes. And our dinners are like one hundred and ninety dollars a person plus like 20 percent gratuity so and like some fee for this and fee for that. And then and like so, a minimum and a breakdown and a setup. Oh, fee. you want to have water all throughout yeah. the day for everyone? That's going to be thirty six dollars yes. a person. Oh, yeah. like, oh, my gosh. What on earth? So when people are buying these tickets and they're like, oh, my gosh, why do they charge so much money for these events? Like people have no clue what yeah. they charge us for this stuff. These are not money-making events, especially like in multifamily. Like I make way more money from doing multifamily deals. This is not where I'm making my money, but it's like 
it's just a lot of love and care and attention has to go into it, aside from the bill of it, right? And Even I'm, like shipping all your stuff in, the hundreds crazy. of thousands of dollars. That- crazy. And, you know, I'll say too, like for me, I have a really great partner that handled all of the back end, so I didn't have to thankfully do all of the logistical side of it. But, man, it was a labor of love mm. for sure. I agree with you, though. When you hear, for, for me, it's ladies. For you, it's like anybody. But when you hear them talk about all they've learned and how inspired they yes. are. Um, we have some girls coming back this week who were some of my first students. And they um, are in the military, so they needed to finish their military commitment Service, before yeah. they, and they wanted to be able to buy that first RV park, like Love. as soon as they retired from Love the military. It. And um, they just retired and they're under contract. So I'm so freaking excited for these ladies. And I think the joy that you get from seeing like oh, how successful so people rewarding. become, it's like, that's more than enough. That's goals. Yeah. That's like the best part of the weekend for me was like, not, it actually wasn't even that it was, there were so many people in the room that felt like they didn't have permission to be seen. Mm. And, you know, there's um, there was a young woman in the community, her name's Josie, and she had posted a video in the Facebook group we had beforehand for people to connect, and she was just being very raw and vulnerable about how she was scared and she felt like she maybe wasn't in the right room. And then I saw it like a butterfly emerging from a cocoon over the course of three and a half days where she came, she was nervous. We all knew because she was brave enough to share how she was truly feeling. And so many people went out of their way to just make sure she knew that she was in the right place. And now I look at her just from like a week ago to today and I'm like, you are a whole different person. You are a whole new person. I love that story. And this kind of like is one of the reasons we wanted to start this podcast. We call it Unapologetically yes. Me. Because I feel like when you truly share yourself unapologetically, totally. it's like the opportunities that arise and how like empowering that is and how many people are willing to like reach out and help you 100%. is so amazing. And the people 100%. that it helps that you don't realize it helped. Yeah. Because I've seen some like hateful comments towards both of us where oh. they're like, why are you sharing this? Or why are you doing that? Trolls. And then for that one hateful comment though, you get 10 other ones yeah. that are like, thank you so much for sharing that. I really needed to hear it. Or 100%. like I'm going through the same thing. And so I think it really makes a big difference because if you're trying to be something you're not, it just, it's just like, I think people see through it. Right. Yeah. And I, th- I think it's so refreshing, like showing up and being so authentic. Like when, yeah. when you came here today and we're yeah. like, is there anything you don't want to talk about? You're like, nope, uh, uh-uh, yeah. I'm ready. Let's do this. Everything. Like ask me anything. I love that. Oh, I mean, I mean I, truth be told, I'm just a really bad liar. And so <laughs> I've learned that if I try to lie, someone will bring it up later and I'll like be totally different. And then they're like, that's not what you said. I'm like, oh, it's too hard to remember all the lies. So you just have to like be you and look I now have recognized that not everybody is gonna love me I'm not a taco I can't be loved by everybody right like <laughs> we need a shirt yeah we're coming up with all awesome. the, we, we should have a whole new business after this podcast of good shirt saying I do <laughs> I think that should be one of the clips I'm not a taco I'm yeah. not everyone can't love yeah. me that's okay I love that so. it's true though I think that's so it's so important to be unapologetically ourselves I love the name of the podcast. Mm-mm. It's so good. Because I, I try to show up authentically because I think it's always helped me when other people show up authentically because I'm like, oh, it's not weird that I have crazy imposter syndrome. Mm. Okay, it's not weird that I feel like I'm literally failing at every area of my life and this is hard. It's not weird like right after you have a baby where you're like, you haven't like reclaimed your body back, your hormones are like 
Well, in our culture, it's not okay to, as women to be like, I love having babies, but I'm tired of being fat. Yeah. Like, I'm tired right. of being fat. I've been fat for like five I'm years done. now. Yeah. I'm tired of being fat. Totally. And then we're thought of as selfish and that it's like, we should be so grateful, which we are, and we feel blessed totally. to have the babies, but we can feel blessed and grateful and, and feel like it sucks to have to have this process yes. with our bodies. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because society is like so mean to us women and thinking that we're supposed to look like perfect Within after like six weeks. Yeah. When your appointments at six weeks, yeah. you're like, but you're not pregnant anymore. You're like, uh huh. I like purposely posted much. a very unsexy photo of myself after having a baby. I um, love that like a, a couple months later to show like because I had gotten a comment like oh it must be nice to be so skinny like right after you're pregnant and I'm like you do not let me show you what I actually look like because you know when you see people on social media you see uh, like the before and after of like those fitness girls that are like that they're like two days real. later yeah. Yeah. Like, like yeah um yeah. it's just like different poses and stuff so I like I feel like I want to go out of my way to show like yeah. the stuff that people don't so yeah. that people dude I don't eat any different and I gain 80 pounds every time I get pregnant I gained 85 I, 80 did you I was morning sick for you're 35 so weeks, I was like Shut hugging a toilet. Up. Well, you were twins yeah. too. Yeah, because yeah. I had twins, it was like even more, Your I was more sensitive. Yeah. yeah, so I didn't gain that much weight because yeah, the first trimester I lost like 16 pounds. Uh, yeah, so like this is like the up. blessing of morning sickness is you don't gain the weight. Yes, the that's the one. I uh, fine if we we're gonna call that the silver lining. <laughs> um, but I, I had started out heavier, so. Before my, I had my girls, I actually had a miscarriage the year before that. Sorry. And so thank you. It was, it was tough because I'd never, I didn't have any like healthy living children. And so what it did was, um, it, I was in anxiety mode all the time. Yeah. I was like, you know, it was like always trying to get to that milestone, right? It's like, first you're trying to get to 12 weeks and you're trying to get to 20 weeks and you try to get to 24 because that's viability. And then with twins, you know, I was trying to get past 30 weeks and then you have your twins and then. It's like, are they breathing? Yeah. Am I going to ruin them? Did they suffocate on their blank? Like, it's like never ending anxiety. No one told me that it doesn't go away once you get to the goal of having It's true. And then babies. you even go in and you're like listening if they're breathing. Like, right? Every like, two minutes, I'm like, thank God. <laughs> right. Are, are this, oh, babe, I don't think she's breathing. He's like, I can she's see fine. her chest she's moving, moving up and down. Yeah. I'm pretty sure she's breathing. So I had two miscarriages before yeah. I ever started having oh, kids. Sorry. And, and I think that... As women, it kind of works that way all the time because even every month you're like, "Am I pregnant? Yeah. Am I not pregnant? Like, am I, like is the baby gonna stay? Like, all the whole process is this whole can be overly anxiety, emotional yeah. roller coaster. And then when you're having those miscarriages, your hormones are going up, down, up, down. Then you're pregnant. Like a hundred percent makes us crazy people. It, I mean, I will say like miscarriage when it's your first, like before you've had a healthy living child. I feel like it steals all the joy out of pregnancy same because you're worried does you... that too though i will tell yes. you because that was not fun was there any part of your pregnancy that you liked because i hated being pregnant no i be well okay i like so you know estrogen makes us forget the hard parts of being pregnant my husband's <laughs> like i'm gonna remind you of all of this because you will forget it and then you're gonna be like i want more kids which i've done a couple of times because i like miss them being like so cute and small and cuddly you know you can borrow a few of mine anytime i, I might need to yeah. actually at least for like a couple days because like i miss when i could like take them wherever I wanted just because I felt like it and they couldn't like talk back to me. And they just like grin at you. Yeah, and like, you know, I thought like at five months is when I was like, this is where it's good. Cause they start like 
interacting with you instead of just like being they can hold their energy head vampires and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> energy vampires. i mean like <laughs> but let's be honest right up until then all they do is take 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 and they give you nothing in nope. return right. but then at like four months five months they start like socially smiling and you're like oh <gasps> I will do that again just to get you to smile and laugh like that. Like it was like the best thing ever. But I think the one thing I miss about being pregnant, and I still say sometimes like, I miss how nice everybody is to you when you're pregnant. They're like, let me open that door here. Have my seat. I miss that. But I think, Oh, and I could wear a lot more clothes that I can't wear today because I was like, Oh, it's a baby bump and not me just having like the afterbirth pooch. So I miss those two things. I think That's so funny. <laughs> those are great. examples. Yeah. I love that. Um, so I'm curious is you do a ton of speaking events. Yeah. I feel like you're all over social media. You're mm -hmm. really popular. Is there anything out there about you that maybe people don't know? There's a lot of things about me. Um, so I have exactly two talents. One is multifamily and raising capital. And the other is I am the undefeated champion of Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> uh -huh. That is so random. How did you I find know. that out? Okay, I've always known this. Okay. Okay, so like I know I've been good at this because in college there was a puzzle. It was so sad. I was all by myself. None of my roommates were home. I had like three roommates and they were all, they all had the audacity to be gone when I was in my moment of greatness. This was like peak, right? <laughs> And the puzzle came on and I solved it before there was a letter on the board. <laughs> and I, and you know, this was before, like I'm an old lady. I, they didn't have like cell phones where I could just like bust it out and be like, I know the puzzle. Cause I totally would do that today. Um, and so I solved the puzzle and I was like, you know, I'm just, you're great at this. This is obviously what you were destined to do. I never figured out how to make it a career. <laughs> right. But have you applied to go on Will of Fortune? I haven't. And here's why. Because I looked into it, and apparently you can only go on Wheel of Fortune or Jeopardy. And I like to think that I'm, like, very intellectually smart, not just good at guessing letters. Which Okay, but which would be more fun? I mean, I mean and also, I'm not as intellectually smart as I would need to be <laughs> to do well on Jeopardy is the other problem. So I really should do Wheel of Fortune, but I have not actually, maybe one day, maybe it's like a bucket list. I think we should get you on Wheel of Fortune. I think so, you yeah, yeah. yeah. like, I should start campaigning for those of you who are listening, if anyone knows, knows anyone, anyone Wheel of Fortune. Pat, <laughs> let me know. But here's what was like the second peak moment of my Wheel of Fortune-ness. I made that word up. Um, at Multify, we do like team activities. Like, you know, you do team activities at the end of the event, like team building, not work related, just to like have fun, let our hair down. And so we went to this place, and I'll give you the name of the place here because it's really great for Is team this what building. the party bus was for? Yes. Oh, you saw that. I you saw, saw that social bus. media, did you? <laughs> <laughs> so to be fair, I did not know we were going to have a stripper pole Wait, on what? the party bus. Okay, on the party bus. Okay, hold on. Back up. Yeah, let's let's, let's, let's talk, talk about this. this for a second. <laughs> so we got buses to transport to this place where they do, like, game show activities where you like split into teams and you battle each other when you were doing your event this was my event okay. side note next event you should have your branding inside the party bus because that was the most shared pictures was people in the party so bus true. i didn't know it was going to be a party bus like that i thought it was going to be like buttoned up like executive coach bus no, no, no. like someone hired you a stripper bus, people. a stripper bus. Okay. <laughs> and, and the highlight probably was, so I, my attorney that I work with, Nick, he 
is he's like a really great guy. Like if you want to learn about law, like boring law stuff, he's a great attorney to follow. He's Nick the lawyer on Insta. And so anyway, so he came because he spoke at my event. He came on the bus. He's like one of my closest friends. And he comes on the bus and everybody's like pressuring, you know, like peer pressure, like chanting everyone's name. So we start chanting Nick's name. The boys got moves. Let me just say that. I'm like, Nick. Too bad they were only story posts because we should be able to go find the videos. I know. Someone has that video Someone's got them because there are cell phones now. (laughs) And this greatness was recorded. So Nick the lawyer was like a stripper in his past life. I think so. Or maybe in a future life. He's still young. He's got a lot of time ahead of him. (laughs) And so, but you know what was cool about it is like, I think so many people think of attorneys and he's a securities attorney and a trademark attorney. So most people think of like, when we think of attorney, we're like, suit buttoned up boring like talks like this like super you know like that's what you think he's totally not that and it's like always fun to see that like that stripper side of the professionals that you work with it was just a really great way i think for everyone to like bond in like a different way you know who doesn't bond over a stripper pole right (laughs) inside of a bus with flashing lights naturally and the music was good it was fun um so anyway so we take this to this like game show place and they split us into two I was two thinking teams. y'all brought those in. I'm like, dude, Venus team has gone all out. Oh, no, I wish. I We're not. We're good. We're not that good. <laughs> um, but there's a place here. Great place to host an event, by the way. And so we go, and one of the games is like a Wheel of Fortune type game. It's not identical, but it's similar. And you spin this wheel, and then you get to choose like whether you pick a vowel or letters or whatever. And I solved like almost every single puzzle before there were letters up. And everybody on my team was like, like, are you psychic happening? Yeah. And then the other team. And so I lead with competition. That's like my number one strength. So like naturally I'm like prepared to lose every friend I've ever had when I play any game, (laughs) right? Like if you aren't, then you're not playing hard enough and you can't be on my team. And the other team, they were like, are you cheating? Like they were looking to see if they I could somehow ahead see. Of time. Yeah. yeah. Or like if I could see, I was like, guys, no, I'm just like really good at this. <laughs> and it, I never really own the things I'm great at, but this is the one thing I'm like unapologetically me about. Right. Is it. like, I will kick your butt at will of fortune. Yeah. So if there are any challengers, step up. Challengers, <laughs> I want you on my team. Now I know who to call we when have, I'm like, we have trivia Venus uh, on my team. Event, so we need oh. to be on our team for trivia. Yeah. Oh, I love trivia. Tomorrow night's pajama karaoke. I saw that. I'm so <laughs> sad. I love karaoke. I, the sad part is I can't carry a tune in a bucket. Uh, neither oh, me can neither. we. And we yeah. are prepping our song. Oh, we need, I need to practice. What are you guys going to sing? We're going to sing. We're going to be Lizzo. Lizzo Truth Hurts. Love. That's a good karaoke song. Right? It's like upbeat and fun. It's good. And you don't have to have like a good voice for it. No. Right? Yeah. Like I know people that can like do like Alicia Keys and like Whitney Houston. I'm like, oh, no. no. We need to go first. <laughs> yeah. We need to go first <laughs> so that no one yeah. can make us look bad. <laughs> yeah. Set the bar. Well, and yeah. I encourage people who can't sing to go sing. Yeah. Yeah. Like I me. feel like once you like kind of make an ass out of yourself, everyone else feels More good about doing okay. the same. I can do that. Yeah. So I love that. I'm... I love to karaoke. Actually, that's the probably the biggest fight I've ever had in my marriage was over karaoke. What? How? Yeah. Okay. What happened? You should know my husband is the most stable, patient human being on the face of the planet. His number one strength is harmony, and which makes sense because like I need someone like that in my life. And we've been married for eleven years now, and I love karaoke. And there is an app 
and you karaoke and you can karaoke with other people. Oh, I've seen people posting this. You know oh, what yeah. what, okay, yes, I yeah. know what you're talking about. Okay, yes. so I I bought the app. <laughs> okay, and I spent all the money on the app. Like it was like two dollars to unlock this thing, and I'm like yep. throwing money at the app <laughs> like it's my job. And so I'm in our room. And it's like getting close to bedtime and he's outside finishing his stuff up and I'm singing my karaoke songs, which I take very seriously because you get a score. Oh, okay. And so I'm singing my karaoke really poorly. I'm like, you know, I get like two out of 10,000 points because I'm so <laughs> like, I can't even explain how bad I am. <clears throat> yeah. It's like just because I opened the app, you know, like on the SAT, you get some points for just writing your name correctly. Those are the points I get in karaoke. And... My husband walks into the room, he hears me karaokeing, and he closed the door. And I was like, why would you do that? I was so upset because I was like almost the end. In my mind, I'm like singing like Whitney Houston and like the great voices. Wait, he closed the door because he didn't want to hear your singing? No, no, it he was walked the into the room so and closed the door. Up. Oh, it messed up. Okay. <laughs> Which you could hear. And I was like, okay. babe, I'm going to do this again, but I'm going to really need quiet on set. <laughs> okay. So he's like, okay, whatever. He doesn't take it seriously, which is probably in retrospect, the appropriate reaction. <laughs> so he comes in, you know, he's like in the bathroom, like brushing his teeth and changing, showering, whatever, getting ready for bed. And I'm like singing my best song, putting everything I have forward. And then he comes out and he starts like getting into bed and he's like, putting things down and I swear at the time I thought it was he was like slamming a book down like being so loud on purpose but really he wasn't and I was like giving him the death stare and then I'm like now you messed up and I have to do it again he's like okay babe can you go to the other room to finish it because I need to get to bed because I have to work early and I was like how dare you wouldn't support me <laughs> thing. like let me tell you this is how extra I am. I'm like why wouldn't you support me you know I really enjoy this. And and my husband, I can count on one hand the number of, like, times we've actually, like, gotten into, like, a fight with each other. And, like, he's raised his voice. He never raises his voice. And I've tried to get him to fight with me many times over the course of our marriage. And he just doesn't engage. And he, so he starts raising his voice. And mm -hmm. he's like, I can't believe that you think I wouldn't support you when all I'm asking is for you. We, he's like, we have 5,000 square feet. Go pick any other corner of the house and you can do this. You can sing till the middle of the night. I don't care. I just have to get to sleep. And I'm like, and then I just started laughing <laughs> so hard because I recognized, I was like, we're really fighting right now about me doing karaoke on an app yeah. that doesn't actually <laughs> do anything for anyone. And so I think that's like maybe the worst fight we've ever gotten into. So that should tell you the state of who my husband is when we are married to each other for 11 years. And that's our worst fight. most of us who are extra fiery need that yes. stable personality oh, to kind 100%. of balance percent. We're like this. Yeah. And they're like this. <laughs> and you need yeah. that. Otherwise, like it's just constant too, fire. Too much otherwise. You gotta, yeah, I tell you, he's not allowed to divorce me because no one else will put up with me like that. <laughs> I say that all the yeah. time. Well, actually, I tell him I want to divorce all the time, but really I don't because I know like no one else will marry me. Yeah, but right. I'm like, you're not allowed to. It's funny how we kind of attract that into our lives. Like we attract so. that person that's going to keep us like. But don't you think they like it a little bit? Like, because I think of... It as being really boring. Yeah, to you can't be have the same two, two boring people. Yeah, it's just you can't not have two boring out. people and you can't have two up and down people because 
when you don't match up, it's like too much. Right. So having like the steady person and then the other person is like perfect. It mix. works out well. Yeah. Well, Vina, thank you so much for being thank here with you. us today and sharing so many juicy details of the stripper pole yeah. and your fights with your husband and we birthing really twins. <laughs> we really went in. I love it. Thank yeah. you so much for being thank here. You. We appreciate it. Thank appreciate you. both of you.